My mama would say, you gotta fight for what is right. To her I would say, I wanna give back the world some light. Good morning, Patriots. And it is Friday, February 16th in the year 2024. Amazing how fast time is moving, and it really is moving quickly. Before we get going this morning, debt is a major problem for many, and debt management can be one of those things that just completely overwhelms you and separates you from the very core of what we're trying to do. It's one of those things you can't stop thinking about. It's a trap that we get caught in, and then when we go to deal with these interest rates, They can overwhelm, and they can literally, you can watch your entire paycheck just vanish. Done With Debt is one of our really good sponsors to just come on board here. And it it can be your lifeline, and it really should be your lifeline. Done With Debt has some ingenious and new strategies that you can use to erase your debt faster and make it easier than you thought possible to get your debt taken care of. Done With Debt analyzes your debt options and they, they know how to reduce your bills. They know how to cut interest rates. They have a skilled staff of people that are negotiators, how to get debt out of your life permanently without bankruptcy and without a loan, which is huge. So done with debt, I mean, truly brilliant experts in eliminating debt, but the option, many of the options that they have to offer are always time sensitive, so reach out to them. So it makes it, here's what you do. Just go to donewithdebt.com donewithdebt.com and check them out. Give them a ring, see if they can give you a hand if you're having deal, dealings with debt. So again, donewithdebt.com. Really good option for you and very good company. The shot news, it seems to be back in the news. We've, we've gone through these phases where 
we watch these stories come and go. Obviously, there's been a lot of shakeups this week in a lot of different ways. We were continuing to see a lot of reveals of the corruption and the mentality of this entire coup that's been involved in our taking down our nation. So much of it has been orchestrated out of key elements in D.C. And, and then obviously the key areas of media, which include news and entertainment. Those have been the big engines. And then with that, they have the backbone of all of the tech companies that are intentionally designing apps and so forth to affect people's minds, influence children to become transgender, and trying to destroy a nation. These people are evil. There's no way around it. But the shot itself, the death shot, it seems to be back in the news for a number of reasons. Obviously, accountability. Uh, the military is pushing forward on it. And just to recap for your sake, this whole concept of the core of what this, some of this technology is, which includes nano blood, nanoparticles in the blood, self-assembling machines, and the DARPA hydrogel, these things came out of the Super Soldier Project, which was in the bowels of the Department of Defense and funded out of DARPA to look at ways of creating a super soldier that would literally be self-healing, it could be controlled at a distance, be monitored 100% of the time. This was the vision. And they've moved that technology a long ways down the road. The Super Soldier Project and the transhumanists achieved what they wanted to achieve in 2014. The debate that they had at that point in time, actually 2015, was how to get humanity to accept the morality of being shifted to a new species. That's literally, they see themselves as the as the gods that will affect a evolutionary shift in humanity. Greg Reese has come out with a new piece today, and it's powerful. It's one of the best uh, summations of the hydrogel, which we've talked about at length here. Uh, Dr. Kerry Midday was one of the early ones that was pointing to this and what the hydrogel was. There's been a lot of research on that since then. I want to play this piece for you. It's very powerful and, and uh, very well established in terms of research and scientific knowledge. The following report is from Dr. Anna Maria Mielcia's recent article entitled, Hydrogel Platform Enables Versatile Data Encryption and Decryption. The building blocks of hydrogels are being found in the COVID vaccine and hydrogels are being found in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. They are the so-called blood clots that are being found around the world, and these hydrogels can now be programmed, encrypted, and decrypted. According to Mielcia, they are the substrate of the brain-computer interface and the primary method of fusing humans with machines, as she described by referencing MIT research in the article Hydrogel Interfaces for Merging Humans and Machines. Elements which Mielcia and Clifford Carnicom found with near-infrared spectroscopy in the blood of the unvaccinated exposed to shedding and environmental contamination include hydrogel plastics such as polyenes, vinyl, nylon, Kevlar, and spider silk proteins, as well as other nanotechnology signatures such as silicone and sulfur. This technology hijacks methyl groups, which are needed to detoxify and create glutathione in the body. Hydrogels used for the encrypted programmable technology include polyvinyl alcohol and polycaprolactone. Both of these hydrogels are listed as stealth nanoparticles in the Moderna patent for lipid nanoparticle composition. This suggests that not only those who received the shot have this hydrogel encryption technology in their bodies, but also those who have experienced shedding and environmental contamination, which is just about everyone. These hydrogels are known to be programmable and encrypted. This technology can behave as brain storage. It can store memories and visual information in an individual's brain. And it can be chemically induced to be securely encrypted and decrypted, allowing for the secure recording and storage of confidential visual information. This provides a platform for secure financial transactions, which is a requirement for a digital ID. MIT researchers have discussed how this very same technology can be used to fuse humans with machines. 
And while they've had problems working it out in the past, a recent paper has announced they found success using the very same elements found in both the blood of the vaccinated and unvaccinated by Miel Sia and Carnicom. In a lecture by Professor Sakrat Kizroev at the University of Miami, it is discussed how advanced materials can be used for interfacing machines and the human brain. He references a research project funded by DARPA, wherein magnetic nanoparticles are key to this technology. Mielcia has published research that shows how the COVID shots alter torsion fields in the body and produce magnetism. A review by the RAND Corporation, Brain Computer Interfaces, U.S. Military Applications and Implications, discussed the convergence of human with machine. In an interview with Big Pharma whistleblower Karen Kingston, Kingston discusses this self-assembly nanotechnology and how the spike protein is an engineered device triggered by electromagnetic frequency and how the quantum dots are gene editing technology. This nanotechnology appears to be distributed via chemtrails, the food and water supply, medications, and in all of the scheduled vaccines for children. It has been found by multiple scientists in the blood of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. And the fact that this widespread technology is being ignored while the topic of mRNA is being pushed into the mainstream is of great concern. Mielcia has shown that the new protocols being sold to the public as a way of reversing the negative effect of the COVID shots have no effect on these hydrogels. And it would seem that well over a billion people are infected with them. While many are talking about an archaic implanted computer chip, it seems that the latest breakthrough technology has already been deployed without anyone's consent. The situation almost seems hopeless, but where there is a will, there is a way. And now is not the time to hide our head in the sand. The human body is miraculous, and our potential is endless. The more people addressing this dire situation, the better chances we have of finding a remedy. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. One of the things that is very evident if we're really paying attention to the direction in which humanity is moving, there are two camps, and there are the camps of people that took the shot and the camps of people that did not take the shot. Now, I know that they say that they find this DARPA hydrogel in people that were unvaccinated, but I need to stress this point. If it was as easy to do without having to give an injection, they would have done it a long time ago. There was a reason they needed to get the needle into you and get the needle to inject the substance into you. And that's something to keep in mind. My guess is that in order to get it in to stay and to root, they needed the injection. That what they spray in the air is random and the exposures are random and that they don't, they can't maintain it unless you're constantly ingesting it which again is back to the environmental pollution and exposures that we're being part of. I'm one that truly believes that in, as we step into this, the pathway is now very clear before us. And the lure for many, once they understand the way this will be sold to people, and my, I've theorized this for some time and it wouldn't surprise me at all, is that if you start to see what you'll see is in this next step, you'll see a sudden evolutionary quote unquote jump with those that took the backs. Suddenly they'll have all this knowledge flowing through their head. Suddenly they'll be able to think and, and visualize and see things differently. And those that don't have the backs won't see that. It'll be the way to pitch and sell the next evolutionary jump, which will be smart cities, internet of things, 3D printing, quantum computing, the new financial system. And rather than being something that's horrible, it will be simply something that's fantastic because this new experience is so incredible. All this knowledge that's available to us and to the people that have it, it will seem like they've been enlightened and jumped into a next space. That's the Antichrist right there, right there. And I seldom use that word, but that to me is right where this is coming. And so I think we're being prepped for something very significant. And I think that if you listen to a lot of the conversations, even and especially a lot of the the um, Patriot channels that are still sucked into the Q PSYOP. I don't think they realize what they're speaking to. They're all excited about this new quantum leap in technology. This is not about freedom and it's not about God. This next quantum leap in technology is about total absolute control and enslavement of humanity. 
And like any good slave program, they've learned very well that they don't want humanity to feel like they're slaves. Matter of fact, they want to give them the sense that they are much more free and enlightened than they ever have. The intelligent era, as Klaus Schwab has now called it. This is part of the fourth industrial revolution. Whenever we start looking at things in this list of, of what the fourth industrial revolution comes about, which concludes CRISPR technologies, genetic engineering, it deals with the internet of things, it deals with quantum computing, all of these things are not of God. What they are is they are at a root of a super, super powerful system of control and manipulation. And it's when we start putting the ability to have them connect within the body, we're talking about a distortion of reality that can be overlaid over you over and over and over. And you will never even know that you're in the matrix or even you could think you're leaving the matrix and you're still in the matrix. This is the sort of control that they're seeking. And again, I go back to the principal issue. If they could have done it by any other means, water or air, however, they would have done it but they needed to get it into the body. And the only way to ensure that it got in was the injection. So this really kind of gets to the core of one of the big issues that we currently have here. And that is truly the, the, the point of what it was to take the injection. Here's a good researcher and she just posted this. I want you to hear this and we've played her before. I want to talk to you guys about why 2021 and the vaccine push was so successful. Basically, before I start this video for any of the simpletons that come onto my page, I have a bachelor's in science. My major was molecular biology and biochemistry, and this is why I basically didn't take the you know what. But let me show you in case you call my bluff. There it is. There's my degree, full picture, just so you don't think it is photoshopped. If we look at the 2021 VAX push and how they organized it, they now have data on you and what you're willing to give up in order to get you know what. The first wave was voluntary. It was all based on propaganda and how easily you fell for it. They didn't take anything away from you. Second wave, they took away your entertainment, including restaurants, concerts, and travel. Third wave was they offered you 100 bucks or hamburgers and fries for your autonomy. And then finally, they went after people who didn't want any of that, and they wanted to see if you're willing to lose your job or keep your bodily autonomy. Now, what you're gonna find surprising, if you look across all of the data that's available on months and who got the, how many people got the, you know what, during each stage, 50% of you did it voluntarily. 50% of you have no critical thinking skills. You never asked any questions. You just did what the TV and the mainstream media told you. That's the sad part. 20% did it for basically food and entertainment. You wanted to go to restaurants because you're too lazy to uh, cook at home. You're too lazy to have your friends over for a beer. That's And that is the honest truth. And then the last push was actually the smallest for work. This excludes the medical um, field where the provisions are still and the mandates are still on there. Now, ask yourself this. Why should the government care if you have no moral standards and you're not aiming to achieve to be the best person that you can be on this planet. Why should they care? And you want to know why 2020 was so, so successful? Because all they told you to be a hero was to stay home and be lazy. And you finally got your hero status, right? Doesn't take much. And then what's, what was the second step to being a hero? getting an experimental something. And you know what's really weird? I looked into the CEO, Pfizer CEO. The guy has a PhD in veterinary sciences. Veterinary sciences, right? But you fell for the propaganda. And then they use that 50% to turn on the rest of the people to try and do a push. So now ask yourself, if you're too lazy to actually make a change in your own life and in your own community, why should the government take care of you? Why should the government care? And this is why we're in the mess that we're in. It has to start from within here for the change in order to make a difference in the world. And that's the bottom line right there. All this change begins within us, but unfortunately what we've demonstrated through the COVID con is that there just hasn't been much strength in people and much strength to stand up for what's right. As we start to unravel this, we're also starting to see the measure of how this thing was funded. We know that some of it came from the Department of Defense, 
and we know that it came through various channels. We know that President Trump approved $10 billion in development funds for the mRNA vaccines. That's established. That's not even, that's established. And he likes to call himself the father of the vaccine. We know that the people involved, whether they were complicit or just idiots and going along with it, nonetheless, they have been, they have been perpetrators in a crime against humanity that is about destroying humanity. So the question I ask you, and I think it's very real, very real, when you see the amount of momentum that is behind President Trump, which includes backing from the military, ask yourself a question. If he is considered the father of the vaccine and he was responsible for, for approving the $10 billion in mRNA development, which includes DARPA hydrogel, even if he was not aware of the crime, do you think anybody will ever ask him about the crime or expose the crime to the level of exposing him? This is politics, and this is where they protect the emperor at all costs. You have to understand that what we're in right now is a global shift and a global shift of reality where we are, they are trying to force humanity into a next evolutionary step. And the root of this is deep. It's very deep. One of the things that we're discovering now, which I, I'm surprised I didn't see it before, but it's right there, is the use of USAID to move monies. USAID is a part of the State Department. It is the front shock troops of the, of the State Department, so to speak. And it's also where the CIA puts most of its people to be on the ground under a cover of State Department. So take a listen to this piece. This is a journalist that is now getting very close to one of the secrets of how the money was moved. He's asking a USAID, a State Department spokesman, who is Matt Miller, whether this funding came from USAID. And watch how panicked this man gets when he's asked. How much money went from USAID to this, to the work at Wuhan and to their collaborator, Ralph Barrick at the University of North Carolina, uh, to create, the, to collect and make coronaviruses that are weaponized, that um, are more deadly. So I, first of all, reject the implicit accusation in that question, and I do not have at my finger, I, 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 I do not, I do not have at my fingertips the particular details of yes, USAID. Are you saying for certain, are you saying for certain go, that go no USAID go, money go, went to the I, Wuhan I, Institute I've of Virology? The question. Go ahead. No, please tell me, do you, you know, do you, I, I, are you I, stating I, that no I am, USAID money I will money say, I, have, I am happy to take questions from those in this audience. I'm happy to answer them. I appreciate that they treat uh, every person in this room, including myself, respectfully. I call on you. I'm now calling on someone else. Go ahead. Treat me respectfully. Please tell me. What are you denying? Go ahead. What please. is your denial? It's a non-denial denial. So what we see again is the, the drone class of journalism that just sits there like useful idiots, except for one guy. Everybody in that room should be in arms right now because a question was not answered that's very critical to understanding the whole nature of the threat. But the threat is deep, and it's we have to really ultimately get to the threat of where we're really dealing with. What are we dealing with in this concept that has allowed a government and a people to willfully be steered into the bowels of hell, quite frankly, and be turned into lab rats and for a, an injection that ultimately has led to millions of deaths and millions of injuries and a government that's in open denial and a people that constantly are willfully going along with this. It's an apparatus. It's a system that's controlled. And again, we have to start going from government and we have to go to pulpits. This is a piece that was published by an account. He goes by Captain Dan Haley. It's uh, at Dan Haley four. And it begins with the pathetically sad ending of the, the Republic of the United States of America. And he goes on. I'm going to read this piece. It's powerful. The combination of the actions of the 535 Zionist Israeli ass-kissing whores of Congress, coupled with the obviously ignorant couch potato slobs who sit around believing Israel to be the greatest ally of the U.S. in the Middle East and who lap up the propaganda being spewed out hourly by the Zionist-owned and controlled government and mainstream media spells a disastrous end to the once illustrious Republic of the United States of America. Unless and until the bulk of the U.S. populace wakes up 
to the fallacy of the bread and circus mirage being delivered to them each day by the above, we are doomed. The Zionist contrived new world order being employed by the globalist mobsters to enslave us all is upon us and can only be stopped in its tracks by, quote, we the people who are awake and brave enough to realize what is occurring. Somehow, the traitorous ultra-Zionist Senator Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, must be removed from office along with ADL CEO Jonathan Greenblatt, both of whom believe that criticism of Israel and Zionism is considered anti-Semitism when they fully realize that it is the same who are responsible for the genocide occurring in Gaza today and the genocide by the Vax. Remember, Borla was honored and awarded to by Israel, one of the greatest, the highest achievements of that country for his work for getting the mRNA vax into the world. But this can never occur until the power, influence, and control of APAC, the American-Israel Public Affairs Committee, is eradicated for the system to be restored. But you already realize all of this. I am merely venting the frustration to what I am to what I see happening and cannot stop myself by simply posting a meme on X. I love the United States of America and most of its patriotic citizens, but abhor those traitorous pol political officials who have sold out the country and its people as a result of bribery, extortion, and threats of political extinction uh, of extinction as well as those under unwary couch potatoes willing willing to sit around and do nothing as a result of cowardice or ignorance while the country is flushed down the drain. There, I said it. Kindly repost. Thank you. Solid and on point. This is the problem. And the problem is that Israel becomes the sacred cow. It's been protected in legislation to not speak out against it. It's been it's been indemnified in the religious pulpits of this nation to be spoken of as a the ultimate class of Christians so that somehow we as other Christians aren't worthy of them and must kowtow to them and kiss their butt to, to get into heaven. This is the, the problem we have, and it's an extremely well-orchestrated coup that's been waged on humanity as they have organized in a massive network of global bribery and blackmail to include the largest child sex trafficking organization in the history of the world. That is working out of Mossad. This is the whole concept behind the power structure in our world. And it's time we pull the curtain back and look at it and be honest. It is this cabal that runs Hollywood. It is this cabal that runs D.C., it is this cabal that organizes control over almost every government in the in the world. And to no surprise, it's the cabal that's been rejected out of Russia. So there's hatred, and they want to spew that hatred and let people follow obediently in the hatred. This thing reaches down heavily, even within our military. Here's one here. Army Chaplain Corps at TRADOC, which is Training and Doctrinal Command in the military, for those of you that don't know, it's where they develop the doctrines and training for the future military, is unlawfully forcing and coercing service members, which are chaplain assistants, into emergency use authorized products, which are the COVID-19 masks. They're currently conducting illegal, unlawful, moral, and unethical, and godless acts at the location, at this location against SMs, which are the service members. This is what satanic ritual looks like, chaplain corps infiltrated like the rest. And so there's pictures of all the chaplain corps that are now mandatorily wearing the mask. The mask is part of a ritual of submission. It's a satanic ritual, it's part of the submission. And this again shows you the depth of the corruption within our military, which is satanic. It's the truth. And unfortunately, this is becoming so pervasive and so common, we're almost, we almost don't even know what to think. And it is... It's truly a problem. Now, obviously, one of the great puppets of all of this and everything that's going on is the media. This is a three-minute piece referenced to J6, but it's, a, it's an amazing and very well-stated, some simple facts about J6 and facts and truth that need to be looked at in the greater perspective of politics and a very excellent retort to media and their complicity in this crime of spreading propaganda. Take a listen. Thank you. Thank you guys for coming. 
It's an honor to be here. Thank you, Matt and Ms. Stefanik, for leading on this. You know what I love about this, watching uh, where President Trump is at in the polls? <laughs> I love it because it shows the American people don't trust you guys. And they shouldn't, because you guys are full of it and everybody knows it. There's a few honest journalists in this town, but there are very few and far between. You know how I know it wasn't an insurrection? Because he hasn't been charged with insurrection. And we can all see by the lawfare how he's facing up over 700 years in jail right now, how they've tried to destroy this man, destroy his businesses, that if they felt they had an inkling of a chance of convicting President Trump of jaywalking or insurrection, they would absolutely charge him. You know how else I know it's not an insurrection? Because this is the first insurrection in the history of the world where the people that were a part of it were unarmed. Pretty hard to do if you walk around and see how many individuals are carrying firearms. All right. Last thing I want to say about how I know it's not an insurrection is because I actually listened to the words of the president. If you're trying to stoke an insurrection, you don't tell the people listening, hey, I want you to go over there peacefully and patriotically. All right. This is not an insurrection. What it is, is a party that's scared to death of this man because he's America first and he's shown time and time again he's willing to bust up the swamp and he continues to beat you like a drum. That's what this is really about. And for all you journalists out there, you know, that are pretty cowardly, some in this room right now, you don't have the, you don't have the balls to write the truth. And even if you did, your publishers wouldn't publish it because you're a part of a propaganda outlet, probably one of the biggest in the history of the world. If you had any courage, I want, I want some, you to ask some questions about that day, January 6th, that we keep talking about. Why has the pipe bomber not been caught yet? Huh? Why has the pipe bomber not been caught? The one individual that could have committed multiple mass, mass casualties has not been caught yet. Go look at, go, go follow some of uh, BD's reporting over at Revolver News. He's got some uh, evidence for you guys. What's going on up here with January 6th is there's a pretty big cover-up actually going on up here in Capitol Hill about some of the involvement of our government and uh, it's quite unsavory. And I want to acknowledge uh, Rep. Massey's work on this lately and others who have been trying to get to the bottom of it. But here's some other, here's some other questions for you journalists to ask. Why did it take so long for Ray Epps to be charged? Hmm? Go, go watch videos of Ray Epps on that day and how he was stoking the entire thing and how long it took him to be charged. And yet there were so many people that were brought in brought into the D.C. jail, and they're still there to this day. So if you guys want to ask some questions, those are some questions. But the bottom line is we all know President Trump didn't, did not commit insurrection, and he's probably going to be the president of the United States once again. And so I'm happy to be a part of this resolution. I'm happy to support the president, and I'm happy to call out all you little cowardly liars in the press. Thank you. We need more of that direct talk, and it's powerful talk, and because America needs it. It's not that we don't know it. It's that too many people are still comfortably asleep and don't want to face the rigid, dark truth of what's before us. Now, there is some shift going on in Idaho, and this is a big deal, but it's interesting how this report is put out. This is a bill that was just passed that will advance the idea of death penalty for pedophiles. But you'll listen to the, rep the report as it comes out. It references it as a controversial bill. There is no controversy in terms of protecting children and putting pedophiles to death. It's biblical. But we know where the pedophiles sit, and they sit in the influence sectors of this nation. The pedophiles have taken up roost in media have taken up roost in politics, have taken up roost in certain key boardrooms and high ups in international banking. These are the people that feed off of the children to gain their power. Take a listen. Meanwhile, a controversial bill that would allow the death penalty for individuals convicted of certain sex crimes against preteen children passed the Idaho House. Representative Bruce Skog, a, rep a Republican from Napa who co-sponsored the bill, along with Representative Josh Tanner of Eagle, said that House Bill 515 is designed to give the steepest penalties 
to the most heinous of crimes committed against children 11 years of age and younger, and that the penalties would be in line with that of first-degree murder. There is a deep, dark, dark side in our culture, and it's our job to protect the children. There are times when things are so wicked that retribution is appropriate. It would be very rare that this case would happen, but it will happen. And I say to you that when you see that case, you read about it in the newspaper, you're going to say, this is the one case that this needs to happen. Now, the bill's sponsors say their hope is that the U.S. Supreme Court will review the Idaho bill if it becomes law and therefore issue a ruling that would expand the eligibility for the death penalty. The House approved the bill in a 56 to 12 vote. The bill next heads to the Senate for committee review. These are powerful moments and things like this, especially if the Supreme Court backs it, changes a nation. So again, this is a bottom-up fight. And these sorts of ripple effects is exactly what the pedophiles are most afraid of. Now, what you can expect on this, which actually has some positive, even though in the interim it becomes difficult, is that you bills like this that are established will start to push people out. They'll migrate away from those locations where that bill is in power, and they will start concentrating into areas where their right to destroy people, pedophiles' right to destroy children, is allowed or not penalized to that level. That would mean, and currently, like places like Seattle and Portland and Eugene, Oregon, places like San Francisco and L.A., places like Atlanta and places like Chicago and New York, this would become realities, Philadelphia and Chicago. There's not a downside to that. Because ultimately what you're doing is concentrating your evil and your enemy into simple locations so that they can either self-exterminate they can, or they can be part of a greater program to eradicate them from the face of the earth. There is obviously we will always hold out the hope that they can find their way back to Jesus before they're sent there. But at the end of the day, these people are predators and they are truly of the need to face the crime, that they face the judgment of the crime in this world for what they have done to the little ones. In an interesting piece I had not seen before, there is a, um, in the Baphomet symbol, symbology, and I don't know if you are aware of the Star Trek um, imagery of, of Spock where he holds up his hand and he says, live long and prosper. That symbol of his hand, of the two fingers split in the middle, or it's two fingers to each side and thumb up, is actually a Baphomet symbol for the devil, which is interesting. Again, we're getting into the symbology and the mainstreaming of symbology within the culture so that people don't resist the takeover that they're happening at a spiritual level of the satanic beliefs. Now, one other thing, just to probably dash some, some hopefully not dash fantasies, but probably will, um, I don't know if you're aware or not, that there's a pretty interesting article on January 23rd, 2024, that's in the uh, scienceabc.com section. And the question of the headline was, what is Adam's apple and do women have it? <laughs> um, this is predicated by Taylor Swift, who actually does have an Adam's apple. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, I would highly encourage you to research that. Not all things are as they seem. Most of our entertainment and most of our influencers and part of this cult are gender flippers. And this is, again, part of this distortion and inversion that is there, which is a critical part of the control of people's minds. It's part of the matrix. And this here is, a, again, a problem that we have in the culture is the willingness to accept what we see. And part of that is to numb us down, to stop having us see what is before us and questioning it. It's important to understand this. Like I've said many times here, if you want to know what Victoria's Secret is, Victoria's Secret is there are men, not women. So for the, <laughs> I always laugh, men, if you've enjoyed that, enjoyed that publication for other reasons, then understand that what you're looking at for the most part are men. I'm sure they sprinkle a few women in there for fun, but, um, uh, that's the secret. And there's a lot of this going on and has gone on extensively since the 70s. Remember, the Liverpoolian party, the party from Liverpool of gays, joined forces with the pedophile group in the 70s to form a political party to run for office in the UK. 
that was the mainstream, that lifestyle in there, which would also take it up to legalizing what the crown was involved in, especially Prince Charles and his cohort that was helping him get boys to make sure that that was a legalized effect in the British culture. Fortunately, that party was driven out, but it didn't stop there. If you go back and you do a, a tracking of pre of up to end of its, the 60s and then the 70s, there is a very important shift that starts to happen in the style and fashion. And a lot of this happens with women with smaller hips and smaller breasts. That's a very important transition to track and to note because what you're seeing there is the invasion of the transgender into style and fashion. And that's where we begin to see a major push towards getting women to start to seeing themselves not as they are and men starting to pursue an image of women that is not as they truly are. We have a real problem right now, actually, on that level in a nation, which is we have women now that literally have been over time, they've been selected down by the choice of men and birthing, that we actually have women whose hips are narrowing, and that's has also to do with diet and other things, and being making it more and more difficult to bear children. All of this in a master plan to try to force humanity into where they lose control of their birth. Birthing is done through birthing clinics. It is done through a master engineering. You select the genetics of your baby. All of that's part of genetic engineering, which is part of what? It's part of the new fourth industrial revolution. So all these things that you hear talked about and with the great new horizon, and we hear a lot of it, the jubilee that's coming, the new quantum system that's going to bring all this peace and hope. This is Nisera Jacera, whatever nonsense you're talking about. All of this is a grid system of control to bring people into this new fourth industrial revolution to lure them in. And there probably will be great offerings and great lures and baits to get people to step in and accept it. They've broken people down financially, emotionally, and spiritually. And they're getting to a place now where they can start to introduce alternatives. And once they get rid of the, quote, evil cabal, which is the boogeyman in the room, people are looking towards a Trump and others to lead them to this new horizon of great humanity. Keep in mind that Tucker Carlson was in Russia talking to Vladimir Putin. And Vladimir Putin spoke in that interview about an army, about mutually... Uh, shared security for the world. That would be called the United Nations, by the way. And that was the whole concept. Tucker also went to the World Forum for Governments, the World Governments Forum, Forum and was a front row guest. Why would that be? Why would Tucker be invited there after being repelled by our own intelligence agencies supposedly to avoid speaking to Russia? And so these are questions people need to ask very, very handedly is what is the direction? And what you're going to get here is this is a better direction for humanity. You're going to hear things like we're on a technological revolution. We can't stop it. All of that's not true. That's all part of their own propaganda to let you know that they've already designed the future of humanity and they want you to believe it. What we're seeing here is a switch of handlers. The current handlers are outdated. They're arcane. They've used force and, and power to force people into a way of life and coercion. The new handlers are going to give you the option of saying it's your choice, just like Trump did. He said, I, I would not force the vaccine, but I would influence people and convince them to take it. That's the idea of this new next step. And it's one we have to be very cognizant of. It's going to get very confusing and it's going to require a very deep anchoring in faith, especially as we start to understand that with this, we are continuing to move into the data security state. None of that's stopping. So when you start to look at these projects, look at Elon Musk, for example. Elon Musk controls Twitter. Elon Musk has got Starlink. Elon Musk has the electric vehicles. Elon Musk has a lot of the technology innovations, including a new pay system is supposed to be coming out. And the discussion is that much of this is going to be hubbed out of Twitter. What is Twitter doing? Twitter gives him a monopoly on the power of information and profiling of people, which ultimately leads to a much more robust and very detailed social credit score, which is what people will end up worshiping. People will easily and very quickly comply. We should see this by now. People will easily and very quickly comply to a system that starts to tell you how you can earn more credit and more money because they are afraid of not having in this world and because of that, they will give in everything to it. And that makes it a very dangerous and very um, treacherous space that we're currently walking in in this world. I believe when we sit back and look at this and we look at the number of people that took the shot and those that didn't, and for all the reasons 
of, that they gave to take the shot, including pressure and coercion, when you look at what's left in that remaining few that did not take the shot and the few that have joined those ranks that maybe took a shot but have now come over to that side, that is a very select few. And this is why I say many times is we've witnessed a spiritual selection of sorts that we've gone through this Gideon moment of those who are drinking the water and it's a very, and, and God is selecting them away. We have seen a significant selection in this time. And so much of the policies and much of the, the uplifting that's going on is going to continue to focus on the vaxxed and this idea of surfacing the truth of the damage of the vax will continue to be minimized. They will whitewash it. They will push it under the rug. This is why they don't acknowledge those deaths. By the time they get to elevating this up, you're going to find that it's going to be a very different world with very difficult to prove truth, especially if they can seize control of the Internet and to try to channel out a truth that they want. And the old, there's only really there's a core of this truth that they're trying to avoid, the one thing that scares them the most. The government's worst nightmare are black and white people unite. You've sure got that one right, bro. There's a whole lot of us out here that don't care nothing about color, never have, never will. No matter how much propaganda is pushed on us, I still look at you as my brother side by side. If you're on the same team as me, I got your back, same as anybody else. I know a lot of people like you, and there's a lot of people like me, same, same. Skin color don't mean nothing. And that's what they're most afraid of is uniting. So I want to throw this story out. I said it last night, and I'm going to repeat it again because it's a very significant thing, and it's something we have to try to, I'm encouraging people to consider. We have a lot of hatred right now between religions. We have the, that hatred, the most devious hatred we have in this country is between Muslim and Christian. And I, I read it all the time that there, you have Muslims that are devil worshipers and it goes on from there. There's a billion Muslims in this world and about 200 million of them are radicalized. And I can guarantee you there isn't much reach out to do anything other than to settle, set up battle lines. We have a lot of Muslims in this nation, and it is time, and we are starting to see some bridges being built, especially when it comes to building a relationship to saving kids. That is a, is a godly act to save children. I'm not going to get into the politics of religion. Religion has been used very much as an instrument of war, and as we hate them, they have been taught to hate us. And I'm not going to get into the principle of right now of the religious aspect but I can tell you that at the core of this, we're children of Abraham. And at the core of this, there is Jesus that we may not, they may not agree with how Jesus fits into the ranks, but there is a discussion to be had, which is very important. Well, my point is, is as we walk within the body of Christ and remember that all people are made by God, there is a point that we all have to start trying to find a bridge to come together to pray. I did that yesterday. And it was a mutual friend of, that we had that his brother was just sent back to Afghanistan. So I called him up and I, I texted him first and I said, I'd like to call you. And I said this in the text, I would like to join in prayer with you as a man who walks as a Christian man. I would like to pray with you as a Muslim man for the safety and return of your brother. We did that yesterday. And I prayed the blood of Jesus over his brother and he played the blessing blessings of Muhammad over his brother. Now, you may not agree with that, but I'm going to tell you, if we don't start finding some ways forward here to start finding ways to communicate and getting these things coming together, we have a major problem because this is their major instrument of manipulation that they're doing. We have to stop hating one another, bottom line. And in these discussions, we're sowing seeds. And I'm, going to, I'm turning that over to God. I'm not trying to say suddenly, whoa, I just made a big conversion. That's not the objective of that at all in my heart. My heart was truly to pray for his brother, but to join him in prayer and respecting where he's at and not trying to run him over with the railroad train. So we have that obligation as we embrace this, and it is truly to step into this place with bigger hearts. Now, I say this because if we really want to get down to the example that I would use, it is truly that place. There's a couple of them. But one of them in particular, scripturally, is Jesus sitting with prostitutes and tax collectors. They are the abomination of the time, great sinners, and seen and hated by most. And he made peace with them, sat with them. And that's really how we do this. 
we need to break bread and we start talking to one another. And what's happening in Dearborn, Michigan and in places and in in New York is we're starting to see some of those communities come together to fight a common enemy. And that common enemy are pedophiles. And those pedophiles are coming after our children. And at the core of this entire woke agenda are pedophiles. And we need each other to beat this. So this is where we sit together here in prayer. And I walk with Jesus. Nothing affects me. And that's just it. I'm going to pray the blood of Jesus over things. And we can do that. So this is how we bridge. As far as Satanists, <laughs> that's a whole nother game. But as we've already learned with some really good street preachers, there's some street preachers out here that are engaging the Satanists directly head on. And they're bringing the blood of Jesus to that conversation and they're converting people on the street. You have to have courage to do this. And you have to be solid within your faith. And you have to understand that all of this is about God bringing his children home. And we have an obligation to, to speak the word of Christ within the world. That's it. So this is, this is the power of people that when you, when you walk with that authority of what we're able to do without having fear of something happening. And that's the whole thing. Fear is one of the greatest roots of evil. It's kind of a last note, and this is to any doctors out there. And this is coming. There's a pivot starting to happen within the political realm, and it is a window that's closing rapidly. And this is to doctors now that have been trying to say that they're just following orders. There's a lot of concern. There should be a lot of concern. And this is coming out of the UK. And I want them to I want you to hear this. This is a minute and 45 seconds. It references some people in the UK that we don't nor, normally talk about, but it's what's being set up. This is coming from a British funeral home owner that is warning that UK doctors that Risha Sunak, who is in, in, in their government, is about to throw them all under the bus, doctors under the bus for COVID. Take a listen to this. Good morning, guys. February the 13th, 2024. And I listened with interest to the live interview of Rishi Sunak um, doing a question time on GB News. And it was very interesting to hear him say that all the politicians did was follow doctors' instructions. So clearly they're about to hand the doctors their ass on a plate. Now, you doctors know what's happened. I've spoke to you in my funeral home and you've openly admitted you know what's happened and you've known for some time. Rishi Sunak has openly declared there who he's going to blame, who he's pointing the finger at. So with this in mind, I suggest that you all think very carefully about righting this wrong. It's not too late to redeem yourself, making a pact between you and coming out openly and telling the truth about what happened and what continues to happen with these poisons they recommend still as safe and effective. Rishi Sunak's about to throw you on the bonfire, guys, so that you face the public wrath. Doctors facing the public wrath for things they've done that politicians like Rishi Sunak have forced them to do. Doctors, you need to speak out and the time is short. They're going to usher the who in shortly and then it's going to be too late to say anything. I suggest you use that intellect that you have to process very carefully what's going to happen in the coming days to doctors. Now Rishi Sunak has openly blamed you for injuries and deaths. You need to speak out, guys. Your window of opportunity is growing smaller and smaller. This is important because this is part of their mop-up operation. They know very well that politicians were, were bought off. They know very well that there's a ton of graft, and they know that their tail is on the line in the public sphere. So the easiest way through this is simply to point the finger at somebody else and say, hey, it's your fault. So there's one last piece I want to close with today, and this comes from Craig's, uh, Craig Sawyer, a sawman Sawyer, legend in the soft community. I think it's worth hearing what, we're, what he's got to say. Hang on. Well, there is something very profound happening on planet Earth right now in the kingdom of heaven with Jesus Christ is moving and I'm having 
friends that I've known my whole life calling me saying, Craig, I've just had this massive spiritual awakening. What's going on? Like, I understand why I'm here, why I'm on this planet. And all the operating that I did throughout my career seems to mean nothing compared to what I'm supposed to do now against these child traffickers, against all this corruption and all this betrayal and deceit. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's happening globally now. There are so many that are being awakened and they're having this happen. And I've had guys call me now or text me at an increasing rate with this happening and um, it's beautiful because as we see so much betrayal, so much deceit, so much corruption, so much dysfunction and evil taking, taking hope around planet earth, God is also raising up his remnant, those who will follow him. And it's like he's tapping them on the head saying, wakey, wakey, times are, are getting rough. And um, many believe that the, the book of Revelation is upon us, that the seals are being opened and that it is, it is happening. So what better place to be than up underneath the creator's wing in his care, serving his kingdom so beautifully, spreading truth, spreading love. He is pure truth, pure love and pure light. And in a time of evil and dysfunction, it's a privilege and a pleasure to serve the Creator and rescue as many as possible, spare as many souls and enlighten as many people to the truth as we can and just bring as much positivity into this world as we can with whatever time is left. So I celebrate it. And so many people, when they call, I'll, you know, I'll pray with them and they're like, wow, Craig, I, 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 this is so profound and so intense. And, and there are tears and it, there are intense conversations and I celebrate it. It's just so beautiful. Lives radically changed after, you know, 30, 40, 50, 60 years of life on this planet. Suddenly they, they know why they're here. and They're awakened in that way. So be encouraged folks. Although things are going very badly, uh, you, you are not to be afraid. As children of the Most High God, you are to walk in the power and protection that He has for you. So, and that is actually what this stands for. This represents the kingdom of those of us who serve only the kingdom of heaven now. When we can't trust people who lie to us and betray us and sell us out, we can trust our heavenly Creator because He loves us more than any human ever can. We're not capable of loving at that level. We don't even know what all he designed into us. So that kind of love, that kind of truth and light, boy, that's that's something I, I can subscribe to. So that's, that's why I had the unit patches made up, but that's what's going on right now. So if that's happening to you, if you're being spiritually awakened and you don't have a strong pastor or anybody else you can pray with, I'll at least pray with you as a brother and I'm no theologian and I'm not a, I'm not a pastor. I'm not ordained or anything like that. I'm not trying to be. What I can do is share with you what's going on with my family and my team and in my life and what God's doing for us. And it is profound. It's intense and it's powerful and it's beautiful. So God bless you. Uh, this is happening globally. There are so many warriors now, especially spec ops veterans waking up going, Hey, saw man on this, this, this whole thing just happened to me. And I'm like, yep. Welcome to the club, brother. It's happening everywhere. And it's happening at an increasing rate. So, Hey, God is good. And it's, it's all his, everything is his. So keep the faith. Fear not one way, Jesus Christ, everybody. God bless you. That's a legend you just heard from. I'm going to tell you, he's absolutely speaking truth. You'll see it most in the right. You see it most obviously in communities like this that have been very quiet and off to the side who have carried the point of the spear fight for this nation and have realized now the level of betrayal that we are all in. And so be assured and be, be reassured that special operations is awakening in this nation. There is a warrior fire that's being lit, not for the government, but for Jesus and for our, for God and be empowered by that, be encouraged on a daily basis. There's only one fight and there's only one authority and it's not our governments. And that's what they're most afraid of. So as we get into this political season with so much back and forth and pointing to one person or another, keep in mind, it's all the institutions of men. The only one we serve is our Lord and Savior, Jesus, and to Jesus, to the Father. Let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you today for 
just the focus that we've had in the reminder of the walk that we are in, a reminder of awakening the warrior heart of Christ within each and every one of us. This is a powerful time to fear not and to truly step into the authorities that you've given to us. The, five, the five-fold ministry, apostolic, the prophetic, the healing of the sick and the broken, the casting out of demons and the raising of the dead. And at the root and core of all of that is the spreading of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, Father, we just pray for the strength and courage to build bridges, to reach out and to speak and bless people with the blood of Christ, no matter where they are or who they are to literally pour that into people's hearts, to let the seed set for the kingdom and let that awaken them within and let God, and let the Heavenly Father that we, we worship so much do the work that we need. Let Holy Spirit flow through them and lift up this world in a profound moment in time of an awakening and a realization of who we are. Father, we pray and we continue to pray for an encounter for each and every person on this globe. They will have an encounter with Jesus, whether in, in some form, waking dream or in dream. And to be able to have that encounter, to feel the, the authority and the power of our Savior, and equally, the compassion and the love that only you can bring, a forgiveness that only you can bring, to teach us, to remind us, and to awaken us as a people. So, Father, we pray this upon all one, everyone, and we pray this blessing upon the world, a world that can now come to a place to truly realize whom we are, to make a true and honest choice of whom we serve and with it to watch Babylon fall and burn and watch the people and the children of the kingdom rise. We say all these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Take authority in your day. Be courageous. Fear not. This is a time to lean in above all. And it's a time that God is with everyone when you're ready to do that. There's no hesitation. There's no gap. There's no delay. Just lean in and go. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We're at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Bards FM. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs, and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who moved forward and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not 
what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 